Dara, thank you for being here. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So this is cool. So I haven't done a, a podcast in a while and this is a new podcast and I haven't done it in this format yet. So when I was energetically preparing for this, I had this excitement. And when we first met in person in Sedona, there was definitely that synergy of there's that yin yang slash like pass, like almost like a tennis match of things of collaborating and working and just, you know, alley oh, yeah. being each other. Oh yeah. We could have kept talking for hours and hours. I think we did. It felt like we could have just been like, yeah, and this, and then, yeah, and this. And we have a lot of, I think, similar intentions to help people. And we come at it from different ways. Like you're really big picture. And I have some practical tools for people. I like bring it on down to like, how do we do it? So I, I feel like I have so many questions for you. Like if you're podcasting, you're going to be asking me questions, (laughs) but I want to know about fear. Like I want to know and help and volley back and forth about how people can identify, bring it from the vagary of fear to like, what is it? What, what is stopping Mm. us? What is the bubble? Because it's our own, like nothing's limiting us except for our own ideas or thoughts or beliefs or patterns. So I'm excited to dive Mm -hmm. into your work as well. Oh, I love that. Well, let's go. Yeah, it's synergistic what we're (laughs) up to. So like I'm having a matcha. We had a matcha at local, I had a matcha at local juicery. I'm Uh having a matcha now. The only difference is that we're not in person and that we're sharing this conversation, which is Mm -hmm. so great. So thank you for having me. I love it. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you for being here. And yeah. bringing the Masha energy into back into the combo. <laughs> so this is cool, and like I like how you said volley. That's definitely the right the right term. So I feel like the best way to start it is one of the ways that we really like. I was captivated is when you and I both realized like, oh, we are doing almost the same thing, just with different words or different. Yeah. So like so. This conversation, just everyone beware, we're probably going to go a bunch of different places. But the first one we'll go is North Node, South Node, and how it relates to fear. And we can use me as an example, which I would love. Okay, (laughs) cool. So when you were talking about fear, and I was like, well, you know, fear, oh, of course, it's what I've like we had this light bulb moment because basically when I was doing intuitive sessions for people to help them get to, I love to help direct people to get to their life direction and joy. And in my whole life, I've tried, I, it's almost like moving energy. Like, like what's in the way? Let's move it out of the way. What is it? And you can't know, you can't move forward with like things tacking on, like baggage tacking on, if you don't know that it's there, you have to identify what it is. And I call them the why nots. Like, Mm. why can't you eat healthy? Why aren't you exercising? Why aren't you doing this thing that that makes you so lit up? What's the problem? What's in your way? And um, I would do these intuitive sessions where I would just kind of going cold and look at somebody and feel and see their energy. When they started to talk about something that was great, their energy lifted. And when it started to feel like down, I could see it. But then I started looking at the astrology chart and I do something called astrogeography, which is the astrology of place. Okay. So I just want to get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. First thing, because if you're doing all of these good things, yoga, studying with the fear guy, you're, you know, your North nodes, you're eating, drinking your tonics, eating your healthy food. But there's this feeling of like, I don't feel so great. There's something called astrogeography, or it's what I call it. It's it's traditionally called astrocartography. It's the astrology of place. And the way I describe it is if you've ever been somewhere where you just feel fantastic, it probably has good astrogeography for you. And if you've been somewhere where the hairs stand up on the back of your neck or you just feel miserable, everybody else seems happy, but you just don't like the place, chances are it doesn't have good astrogeography for you. It's specific to you. Your astrogeography is yours. So for example, you and Austin have a sun descending line, beautiful, gorgeous, great for partnership, shining like the sun. But if you're somewhere and you're on a Neptune line, you're going to feel like you can't be seen. So no matter what you do, it's not, it's not the place for that. Okay. It's a place for spirituality and spiritual lessons and imagination anyway. So that's astrogeography. 
when I was doing the sessions for people, a little symbol popped out at me in their natal chart and it's the North node. And I knew at that moment that it was the most important point in astrology in your mm-hmm. natal chart. And after that, I read books and it was said to be the most important point. And basically the North node goes like this. It's so simple. The North node represents what you need to do in order to be happy. It's your dharma. It's what you need more of. It's what you have to, I always say like reach and stretch and grow and get out of your comfort zone, which is the South node. So we got dharma and we got to reach and stretch for it. It's uncomfortable. It's scary. It represents the things that you might have fear about, but when you do them, your spirit's going to be happy and people are going to see you. I have chills. People are going to see you getting out of, get this, the South node represents your comfort zone. What you're what you're doing that you're good at, that you've done many, many lifetimes, you're in your South Node behavior or the sign of your South Node until you're about 30. Sometimes you get the calling earlier, but it's something that lives, it's like it's an axis. So the North Node is what you need to get more of. The South Node is where you've been so many times that you've done it ad nauseum, that you're good at it, but you're just like, you're not growing. So opportunities are not appearing because I describe it as literally like being, and this is where you and I were like, whoa, this is the same thing. Like this actually will describe to you the things that you're doing, the South, your South node will describe yours in cancer, will describe what's comfortable for you, what's easy for you, but isn't necessarily like picture sitting in a squishy brown sofa and you're comfortable and like you're looking out the window and everybody's flying by and they're having opportunities and they're excited and you're like, I don't get it. Like doing what I'm good at, but like, why is my room getting darker? Why am I sinking deeper into the sofa? And the room, I always see it like a little, like a volume, like the room just keeps getting darker and darker. And you're like, like I'm not reaching and stretching and growing. And the people who aren't happy in this life, I fully believe are kind of doing South node behavior. So for example, it's, it's your North node, yours, Ben is in Capricorn. The North node sign is in Capricorn. So every time you do business, every time you lead others, every time you accomplish something, you're doing your North node. When you do business and you make money and you delegate to others and you become the leader more like the patriarch, then your spirit's going to be happy. Where you come from in past lives is cancer, which is beautiful. It's highly intuitive. It is So there's good points to every astrological sign. There's the high side and the low side. Because so many times, lifetime after lifetime, we become a little bottom heavy in, I would say, the negative traits of that sign. So there's positive. You get to, what I say is you get to take the gifts because you've been Cancerian so many lifetimes, meaning highly intuitive, highly caring, highly sensitive to other people's feelings. You get to take that in a little satchel as you're reaching and stretching and flying to the North node. But if you stay in the sign of cancer, where you're comfortable, which is literally home, you've been good at Mm. making a home, um, making sure that everybody's fed and nurtured. It's really the axis of um, a caretaker, somebody who is either the matriarch, sensitive, caring, maternal, intuitive, feeling, or it's the patriarch. Both provide the father provides the money so that the mom can feed and care for the children and the mother provides. So it's a caring, providing access, but you're here to be the kind and caring leader. So your fear, a fear of a cancer South node would be like leaving the comfort of home, leaving the comfort of family. Um, maybe the, the big question that is like, should I stay home or should I go out into the world? And you're always to pick um, to go out in the world. Mm. I'm not supposed to be home caretaking, um, caring for the children, taking care of the children, business first, business first, money first. So when I look at your chart and I see the sign of Capricorn is your Dharma, you're doing it, you're doing business, you're leading others. Great. Like you're North noting at the young age of 31, you're like in your North node. Mm-hmm. I call it North noting like it's a verb. So we have the North node sign, which is the who and what you're supposed to be. So when you look for expanders or you look for people to emulate, you're going for Capricorns. I'm a Capricorn. 
by the way. So emulating Capricorn is the way to be. And then we have uh, the house placement, which is equally as important because it tells you where and what arena of life. And guess what? Yours is in the ninth house, the same as mine. It's the undertone of Sagittarius. And you are to leave home. You have to be willing to leave home in search for a higher spiritual or academic truth. And that's what you're doing. You're constantly searching for truths. You're communing with people like me. You're talking about things that weren't taught in grade school. You know, these are things that were not taught. Why aren't we taught these things? That's your, that's your dharma. So you're doing it. You're leading. You have a business in the realm of things where you're discussing human design, astrogeography, the North Nodes, fear. What is fear? I mean, you're introducing a whole new philosophy, which leads me to the third point, which I always look at, which is the trifecta for me when I'm reading for someone is the midheaven. And it's who you are, your dharma on the world stage. And you are an Aquarius. You are here to innovate. You are here as a genius to bring a new way of doing things to all of us so that we can, as um, a ra- as humanity, you're here to bring us to, I would say, our next level, like to do things in a new way. You, you are here to innovate. And that is how people see you. So we've got the North Node sign. Capricorn. We have the North Node house, which is ninth house, and we have your midheaven as Aquarius, the innovator. So you're mm. you have a business in the subjects that people need to know that they may not have been taught. And it's going, you're going to innovate big picture. It's big picture to help humanity move forward. Wow. <laughs> Well, there we go. I don't know if that was too much, but that kind of describes like what I'm up to. But really what I do, Ben, is all of this could be very esoteric. And I never liked when astrologer or someone just said, blah, 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 and throughout all these words I had to maybe understand one day, I like to bring it down for the people. Like, what are the tools? They're life tools. I call them life tools. So I made an astrogeography course so you can do it yourself. I made a North Node video for each sign so you could learn about it. And I made a PDF, a 10-page PDF on each house placement with actionable steps. So this is where you and I kind of can Mm -hmm. volley because I can give practical ways that people can see what they might be afraid of. For example, with your cancer or someone with a cancer, I can't say exactly what you're afraid of because there's a myriad of things that come with the cancer south node. But for example, for mine, I have a Scorpio south node. So I have always been an oracle, a seer. I have always whispered in the ear of somebody very, very powerful in order to help them navigate life and get more powerful and more rich. And Dara, when you say past, you are referring to past lives, correct? Past lives in the first 30 years of this life. Boom. Okay. So yes, there's been times where I was my North node and those were the happiest times in my life. When you, when you look back, when you learn your information, you have ahas like, Oh my gosh, when I acted in my North Node sign, my Dharma, those were the happiest times in my life. And oh no, you get this cringe like I was in my South Node and that's when things went wrong. So for a Scorpio South Node, they would be afraid of doing things on their own and making money on their own, not being taken care of. And there's a whole lot of things like the South Node literally will spell out what you're afraid of. So, which I love, and it's fascinating to give people reference of. So when I first, so when I quit my corporate job to pursue this business, the business didn't work. And then I found the fear thing, or we found each other. It's a love story. And then it's, and then fast forward to two or three years. And then now merging with the team that we have now, which is the Heart Collective. I had so much resistance to that. And it's funny, we're talking about it. Of course, there's no accidents. Mm-hmm. But I've finally realized over the week or past few days, whatever time frame that it was, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be here because like, like I am supposed to lead in this way. And okay. so it took me, like I on it, like it took me a while, like, I was saying yes, because it was brought to me. And I know things are always coming to me of like, 
where I'm just saying yes and surrendering. And like, this is what I'm, I know in my heart is what I'm supposed to do, but there was so much mental resistance. And so yeah. hearing you talk about that, I'm like, I was so comfortable in the life that I built, which was, you know, like I'm a projector in human design. So I kind of use that as like, well, I want to run my business from my couch and, you know, and I'm getting sun and like working out every day and like very minimal and like I'm creating and writing, but it was interesting. Ah. So my fear was like, I'm going to lose what I have. Like, I don't want to give up this beautiful lifestyle and have more responsibility Responsibility is the word for a Capricorn because the Capricorn, the the Capricorn has responsibility to feed not only the family, but the business. Like if you look at the archetype for me, you're supposed to be picture like a factory room and there's sewing machines on the ground. And it's like, I don't know, it must be in the seventies, this image that I have, but there's like an office above and the leader, the owner or the manager looks down. It's really the boss. He's looking down and can see that everybody's doing everything right. Where you come from is not up there. It's more like you're with the people. So imagine the archetype of the boss, the owner of this factory, sees Sally crying in the corner. Does he get down, come down from his office to go take Sally to go comfort her? No, he delegates Jack to go comfort Sally because he has to oversee everyone. It's really getting out of the comfort of either... You can say, I've I've noticed that the cancer south node either has, wants to be taken care of. It's either the baby or the smothering mother. But either way, it's like a home kind of feeling. Taking care of the self, feeding the self, sun for the self. Like getting out of that to step out into the world and to lead the whole group is a lot of responsibility because you're in charge of, if you start this thing, you're in charge of people who will be relying on you to feed themselves and their families. You're not feeding them anymore. You're not giving them a matcha or taking them out for a matcha. You're literally making sure that they can afford matchas for themselves. Mm. And that's a heavy responsibility. But yeah, delegating is your jam. That's cool to hear you say that. And it's, yeah, it's so fascinating because they really are closely tied. Because I knew when I, whenever I feel a resistance, I know there's a fear. Right. Right. That's what, that's what I want to know about. Like, how do you, because I know how I can identify fear. It's the thing like I wake up in the middle of the night at three o'clock in the morning going, <laughs> okay, Dara, you weren't dealing with that in the middle of the day. So it's going to pop up at night. I also do something called art journaling where I'll just start drawing and then I'll see all of a sudden the snake or like, I'll draw, like it's when I feel bad or resistant or sad. And then I have to be, well, what is it? But I would love to know how how you identify what it is. So it's as simple as like literally like anytime we're speaking the same language, right? But anytime you feel resistance, you feel stress, you feel nervousness, you feel tightness in your body, it's any it's anything probably you don't enjoy, right? Like a lot of most people don't think that they're not fearful. But if if you if, if you have ever stopped or hesitated because of perceived negative consequences, that in itself is a fearful decision. Okay. Say that again. If you have ever stopped due to (laughs) perceived Perceived. fearful negative consequences, like if I take my little doobie drawing characters and I put them out for everyone to see and buy on Instagram, some big fat company somewhere that has a lot of money could take the whole idea. That's a fear. Yes, absolutely. Stopping me from doing this whole universe of characters. Oh, see, I love that. Yeah, that's absolutely. And it's not bad. A lot of people think this, and this is part of my mission, right? Is like telling the story of fear is what I say. So it's like, fear isn't bad. And I even had this thing, this epiphany in the shower is like, because like in this course and everything we're building around fear alchemy and the heart collective is, okay, there's so I'm tempted to say like, this is going to transform your fear forever. Feel no fear, no more. Fear be gone, you know? But I was like, <laughs> like that, that fear be gone. <laughs> like, I banish you. I want it. Can I buy it? Is it a, is it in a bottle? <laughs> yeah. I want to like scrape away any fear that's in my way that I can't see. If I can see it, if I can identify it, then it helps. 
But when it's just this, like, that's why I love what you're doing. So go ahead. Yeah. And so it's, um, so what we are doing and I am doing is giving you tools because fear is always going to show up in a new way, in a new level. Right. So it's how can I continually alchemize that in real time? Right. And so how you identify is exactly what you said. If you ever find yourself stopping something or resisting or worrying or nervousness, even stress in itself is just the tip of the iceberg of the whole fear. Of what's lurking beneath in a yeah. big, big fat way. Oh, you just so like there. Yeah, this, you're just giving me... So I literally just saw a visual. Thank you for this. This is, yeah, literally volley. Thank you. Charging me up. So I want to create a visual of the tip of the iceberg is stress, worry, nervousness, doubt. And then below is just going to be fear because that's what you can't see. And that's like, you are worried about what you see and what you feel. But beneath is... You have like this, you have the symptoms. Yes. Symptoms are up there. But like, and, and that's the art journaling that I'm doing. Like, what is it? What's lurking? Whose voice? What's their face? Where did it come from? Who's saying it? What teacher said it? Where, where did it land in you? And where does it live? What is it preventing you from doing? I mean, it's just, we have so much to discuss on practical tools that people yes. can identify. It's, it's definitely in the South node. I know that like, my South Node Scorpio, I'm afraid to do it on my own. Um, and I panic. I might screw up financially. Or, I mean, it's it's encoded in the South Node. And everybody's South Node side and everybody's South Node house. Okay. But still, I can do those things that I know. Like, we have a ninth house um, house placement for the North Node, which means... And I don't want to get too calm. I don't want to lose anybody in this. But basically, we might be afraid of going by ourselves to faraway places, hopping on an airplane and picking somewhere on the globe, like not to go see someone, not to be part of a retreat, not our comfort zone. Our comfort zone is going far and wide to learn from other cultures, far and wide to reach out to some maybe even what you did is out of your comfort zone to reach out to me to discuss these things. I don't know, but doing those little things and big things, like when I went to India by myself on my 48th birthday, that's a little, that's a little sad ninth house North node. I've done a lot of things that would scare me, but I've done them anyway, but still I'm aware that it never ends, right? There's things Mm -hmm. that, that's the cool thing. It's not like you feng shui your house and you're done or you declutter and you're done or you detoxify your body and you're done or you know your fear and it's done. It's like, no, they're going to keep coming up. So you got to get like practiced, daily practiced at discovering how am I being in my South Node squishy brown sofa? How am I, what am, what's lurking behind and can I look at it? Sometimes I draw like the characters, like I'll literally draw, you know, what it might look like that that's living in me. So we could maybe one day do an art journaling session for your people. <laughs> no, we definitely, we definitely. <laughs> for our will. people. Yeah. Everybody's our, our people. For the people. So do you want to dive into that? So which one? Which one like do you desire the most? But is it the characters that you like? So the drawing or what part feels the most scary to talk about? Not drawing. Like I'll I'll draw it all day long. I'll draw characters in my notebooks. I have thousands of them. And mm-hmm. I I birthed the idea on a Neptune line astrogeographically in 1998. My mother, who's since passed, is so obsessed, was so obsessed with them that she photocopied all the originals and she put them in a file box and labeled the folders. This is Rosie. This is Lamona. This is, and they weren't called the doobies back then, but about five or six years ago, I started obsessively drawing them right before the situation that happened. I was, I unplugged before everybody else did. And I was drawing eight to nine hours a day, just drawing, drawing, and I stylized them and they're great. I even found an attorney to trademark them, which it's almost done. But I've had this thing where it's not like I've been copied before because I'm an artist and there's copiers and there's innovators and we're innovators. And so when you see somebody come to a trade show and look at your item to see how it was made, you know that they're going to copy it. If it's one item and somebody wants to copy this pen, okay, copy the pen. But if you have a cast of characters, it's like, 
could be animation and merchandise and like ways of teaching people about nature and goodness and like where reishi comes from and why things that lift your heart but it's not just it's almost like Disney. It's almost like a concept that big that somebody else could, and I'm aware of this, could change um, the shape of the head and the size of the body, and they could take all the the whole thing and it could be their thing. Because here's the fear. I'm doing it in a small way and they could come in with a lot of money and do it big. Yeah. So so thank you for (laughs) saying that. So they're sitting in that notebooks, they could be stickers, they could be hats, they could be t-shirts, they could be animation, they could be sheets. They, I had grown men fall in love with these little characters. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, I need these everywhere. I need these everywhere. I want them on my wall. I want them inside of my, on a silk lining on the inside of my suit. So I'm like, here I am. And yeah, so I have to break through this and really almost it's like give myself it's not a money-making thing at the moment. It's almost like it would be this like big leap of faith in a completely different direction, which I've never had a problem before doing different directions. So I don't know what, yeah, what my, my thing is with this, honestly. So well, first of all, I love that. And like, Thank you. that is the first step of just admitting even like that. I don't know, or like, this is the feeling that I feel, but can't identify it. Yeah. And like, that's completely realistic. Like I've thought of the same thing too, right? Of like, if I put this thing out and if someone takes it, then it's like, what I feel personally is like, it's a waste and I shouldn't put it out because if I'm not going to get credit, then no one should get credit. That's how, that's how I felt. I think people feel that. I don't think that's an unusual thing. Like I want this to be mine. That's why trademarks exist. It's mine. I thought of it. (laughs) Yeah, so. I know. I don't think like I saw a lot of stories because I was in the wholesale business for years and I saw people copy. They, they think nothing of copying. It's shocking to me. Like I had these beautiful napkin rings, grapevine circles with big cabbage roses and little bumblebees and fruits. And people came from all over to my booth that during the Javit at the Javits Center in New York, it was like three people deep and I'm taking orders. And, and then I come see the copiers. And at one show, there were three different booths that were copying me. Mm. One had the audacity to show a write-up in a magazine of my object with their copy. One was a sales rep of mine who took my sales kit, the literal sales kit that I made in a picnic basket, and was using that to sell her copies. I was like, this is mind-blowing. And then I learned that the energy of fighting someone isn't as great as the energy of creating. Good lesson. But I do did see the copiers, and they're there, and they go big. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like Cabbage Patch Kids, he didn't invent those babies. Mm. And see, I love like you talking about this. I actually have a friend. When you were talking about this, I was thinking of them, and then you said Disney, and that's what happened to them. Actually, is Disney specifically? Yeah. And so there's been it's- this whole different fighting thing, and but you said it like, but fighting isn't really worth it, like, and so. Is it like sometimes it is? Sometimes it's worth. Sometimes you have to be a warrior. Sometimes you have to step up for spiritual and just flat out justice. And you can protect yourself as much as you can, but at some point, do you keep it to yourself for fear of that happening? Yep. I would love so, to hear that story on the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might introduce you to. But so, what is your why not? I'm going to bring your lingo in. So why not put these out? You kind of already mentioned it, but just because I'm not going to do it big enough that it's going to make an impact that it can go really big. Like I want it to be really big. I want these little characters to be sprinkled out like little, almost like mushroom spores that exist. They're doing something good, but you don't even know what they're doing. They're like a next level <laughs> of goodness. It's almost that. like, yeah, it's almost like me talking about raw food and health and wellness is like 3D compared to these little characters that are doing joy and information in ways that go far beyond what I could do as a human. It's like big. So what was the question? You're about to say, but, but what? But I've had experiences where if I do it in a small way, sometimes I feel like I'm a hamster on a wheel, just doing something small. Like I learned years ago that I'd rather have a small percentage of something big than a hundred percent of something small. 
We like to be efficient as projectors. I want these everywhere, far and wide, and stories and animation and beautiful little things that cheer people up and bring joy. But I have this feeling that if I do it and I spend the money to do it and it's stickers and hats, it's going to stay this small thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I love this so much. So if it, let's say you do it, you go and that's worst case scenario because this is how fear works. So let's say it stays, stays small. I'm not saying for how long, but let's just say stickers and hats and for and months or maybe years. Maybe a deck of them, a deck of cards of them. So yeah, what is your, so you, if it hits your definition of what small means, like, like what is the feeling that you feel if like, if it's like, damn, like I did this and I put this out and it's small. Well, at least I'll feel like they finally get out of my notebooks into form that some people could have. <laughs> so I'd be, I'll be really happy. Like right now you can get phone cases with them on my website because I had to put something out into the world. Oh. And I do have an attorney who's trademarking them, but I think I feel better actually than out in a little way than not out at all. And I think I need to get, to me, it looks like there's two ways that it can happen. One is where I do it small and build, you know, a following and excitement. And then it just goes and naturally somebody says, Hey, let me help you with this and let's do this. Or you go and you get like, an animation deal, and then licensing easily happens from there. Mm -hmm. So in my lifetime, I've realized that the most efficient way to do things is not necessarily how I've done them in the past. Like, like when I had a Chinese herbal, I was one of the first people to do a blend of um, my tonics. So I took like cacao and reishi and shilajit, and I made this whole blend where it could be easy for people to make tonics at home. And I did runs of like 2000. A, you don't make money with small runs. B, you wear yourself out. Like you have to go big in order to make it viable in a way. So that's kind of what I've learned throughout the years is that you need to do it in a way that's efficient, that's sustainable for the product. And while I am a good thinker of ideas and a good delegator and a good authority, I don't necessarily think of myself as that kind of big picture businesswoman, if that makes sense. Cool. So do you, so you said you want to do it big, but do you really, what part of you wants to go big and what part of you doesn't want to go big? The reason I want it to go big is because then I can just keep creating. I could just, okay, it's time to create this. Okay. I can do a hundred more characters. If I'm running the business, I'm not, I, what I learned when I had that napkin ring business is that the times I created was like two times a year and the rest of the time was writing checks and managing people. And it's just, that's not what I want to, that's not what I want. I want to be on the track of creativity because it's what I'm good at. It's the best use of my time. And I want somebody else to do the business part. Me, me saying yay or nay, of course, but I want to be the creative director, not business. Beautiful. So if you can see, if you're listening, watch it's like you're being like torn and pulled from both directions, right? So it's like the big, you want to go big, but at the same time, you don't want to go big because you don't want to do it. You don't want to do the nitty gritty. Right. But you don't want to do small because is it really worth it? Like right. if I I'll just be doing stickers, like what am I do? Like yeah. So essentially, stickers. that's how fear works. Is it like yeah. now it just leaves you stuck in the middle? Yes. Of, of indecision, of inaction, of whatever. Yeah. Of like, is this even viable, or what am I doing, or should I take a leap and do this? Where is it going? It's almost so big that it's overwhelming, and then you're like yep. just stuck in the middle. Exactly. Yep. So if you don't, so I feel like so big is in your soul. I feel like. Tell me if I'm wrong. Like, is that what your soul is called to? Yeah. Big is in my soul because I like efficiency. Um, And you want to, like what you said of like, more people are going to benefit from it. You're going to have more fun. It's... Yeah. And so I feel like, so let's say, so essentially the options are like, if you do go small, and then if you see, we're just going to use Disney. If Disney does it big, like what happens then? Is that oh, like, oh man. shit, that sucks? Oh man. You mean if Disney signs me on to do it with them? Great. No, they steal it. <laughs> bad, 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 yeah. bad, bad. 
Like I will feel really bad because I birthed these in 1998 and I will feel bad that I didn't take care of them in a way that I should have done, or I didn't do it myself in the right and smartest way. And I don't want to be taken advantage of. Nobody wants that. So there's a bunch of things, right? Of the right, smart way and not taken advantage of Mm -hmm. the right, smart way. So if let's say just worst case scenario, you put it out, you play it, you go safe. And so you're just like, all right, let's just kind of build this up. Someone see it, sees it, they steal it, they make it big. And it's just like, it's hugely successful. And it's like, man, those were my babies. Like 1998, over 20, 25 years, probably by, you know. And then now it's like, I didn't do the right thing. I didn't do it right. Like I didn't, something I did. And did you ever see the people? You have seen the people, but there's the people. I don't ever want to be that person who had this great idea, but was bitter and sad (laughs) because they didn't do it. Perfect. So we'll jump to that in a second. So let's say you do put it out and you didn't do it right. So what does that feel like in your body? I was like, I didn't do it right. Oh, oh, just like... like under the covers crying, like my heart or my, and then it's some weird, I had this weird kind of relief in some way. Like at least, at least they got out into the world and I didn't just sit there going, no, can't show anybody because do you know how many times I have the Instagram page set to public and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, set that to private. Then it might now be private. And I'm, so it would be just relief that I stopped doing that stupid dance of like, Mm. <laughs> you know, but mostly I think I'd be like, I think I'd be mad. I think I'd be yeah. angry. I, I don't like copiers. It makes me very angry. Honor the innovator. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't do it right, like, what does that mean about you? I didn't so, learn from my lessons. I've seen this happen before. Like I didn't hire the right attorney or I didn't do it in the most, in the best strategic way for them. And honestly, I'm not a strategic person. I'm a magic person. <laughs> so really I'm supposed to just do them and know that everything's going to be fine. That's really would be practicing what I preach all the while getting as protected as you can doing it, which I've done. Cool. So if you didn't do it right, and so essentially. Am I the, answering? Cause I don't know. I'm not necessarily good at this, to be honest. No, you're, no, you're doing great. Like this <laughs> okay. is great. This, see, this is the, this is the magic that we're trusting and it's just unfolding. Okay. So if you fill in the blank of, I didn't do it right because what? I wasn't um, serious enough about it or I didn't do the work required to make it happen, right? Mm-hmm. So. That I didn't just do it, that I didn't just really go do it and stop saying I'm going to do it. The hesitation, the procrastination, making other th- things important, um, giving it its due. And what is Honoring- that? honoring that it keeps coming out of me. And I obviously like doing them. I'm not honoring this thing that I love. Why the heck not? Why am I doing other shoulds? I should make this course. I should do Mm -hmm. this. Like, why am I not jumping in? Is it my own doubt that this can really be viable or is it coming from some other people? I think I need to art journal this out. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Thank you, Ben. (laughs) Yeah. So what does that prove or reveal about you? So as your character, as a person, yeah. essentially, if it fails, what does it mean about you? I don't know. I mean, my follow through would be lacking or my... um, So if, if the doobies fail, it's because I am what? It's because I didn't do what I should do for them because I am... So you didn't do enough. Yeah, lazy, I guess, which I'm so not lazy, but Mm -hmm. if I didn't do enough for it, for them, I didn't take it seriously. Yeah. So yeah, if you didn't take it seriously. I didn't believe in it enough or I didn't... um, There is some block where you want something to go big, but you don't know how, or you don't think you can, or you need somebody else to help you do it. 
So why can't you? That's do my it? self node, right? Like I can't do it alone. Why? Because I need somebody who has some power or some funds or some, you know what I mean? There's some, um, I think it's a South Node Scorpio thing where if I work, if I work with someone who is in power, then it can happen. That's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't do enough, what does that prove about Dara? I don't know. So like, I didn't do enough because why? Because I doubted, because I didn't, I say work hard enough or yeah, didn't get disciplined enough to do it. Yeah. And that's, so that's what I feel for me. So like, I didn't do enough. I didn't work hard enough. I wasn't disciplined enough. So all those three, what is the root of that? I don't know. You're going to I'll just tell you. Please tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I knew I was, I was like, I know we're going to get into stuff and I probably need like weeks with you. <laughs> so essentially that like, so it really just means you're not enough. Right. So as simple as that sounds and as many times of you and I have heard stuff like that, that's right. how we feel. And then I have to, a quick to remind myself, well, you did the astrogeography course. That was quite a feat. And you've done this and you've done that. Like I literally have to self-talk myself. Well, you've accomplished many things. Why not this thing? It's too big. It's too important. It's too, I, when I set my mind to do something, I do it, but it takes a lot out of me. You do have to give up the laying in the sun and you maybe have to give up the self-care extraordinaire. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to work and you have to give it, you may have, yeah, you have to show up and be logical and organized and in some fashion that sometimes I just want to draw them all day. And then I was like, I guess the question is why do they have to be at why? I think there's something pushing. It's almost bigger than me that they want to come out and that I keep getting messages from my mom who was passed. They're coming in and I'm like, all right, all right. And I guess I'm scared. I'm scared mm-hmm. of, of stopping other things that are more practical to do this thing. That's like, what? You know what I mean? It hasn't been done. Yeah. Cause what if it doesn't work? Right. Really at the worst case scenario is that people have some of the cutest little things like yeah there's been things that i've put money into that doesn't work i think that past failure could also have something to do with this they just didn't it didn't go like i did the tonic line and it was the best thing ever but it didn't go bigger maybe there's something in me that's stopping those things from going bigger that i can't see this might be future work too like i might need a program there you go well, we Do you know what I mean? Like to constantly work at it and say, what are these things that you dug up just now for me? And I'm like, thank you, because it gives me what to work with in my art journaling and to discover like is because I'm hearing a theme now that why did the tonic line stay small? It could have gone bigger. Why did this stay small? It could have gone bigger. I could have done this thing that I know to be true for myself, a small percentage of something big rather than a hundred percent of working something small. There's no reason I've like, so discovering what's stopping me will be very interesting. I think I'll have to report back. Yeah. So, I mean, even in one sentence, like, why didn't they go? Of course it's like they happened the way they happened because they did. But why didn't they, why didn't they go big? Right. Other people copied actually my tonic blend line and they went big. But in the end, do I really want to be the owner of a company that manufactures? No, I think I want to be the idea person who does the concept and does not, I don't want to be the manufacturer of items. Perfect. So the failure aspect, we touched that. And then on the other side of like, oh my God, if this works, that's more responsibility. No more laying in the sun less. Doesn't mean this. Playing, completely... drawing doobies all day for like hours, roaming around. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with either of that, right? It's just choosing. It's like, what is most aligned to me? Right. So it's also like, so what resistance, what resistance to you? Like if it absolutely blows up, what, uh, what, what are the unwanted parts of it? 
Good question. That's the best question ever. Um, it's one of the reasons I stopped doing the wholesale business because I saw what it looks like to be a woman. I remember there was one day I was doing the business and it was a cottage industry. I probably had 12 people making the items. I had two people working directly under me and I had sales reps around the country. But at that point, it became clear to me that in order to make it bigger, I couldn't manufacture it the way I was doing it. It would have to be done in China. And I remembered I was at the Javits Center and I looked at this woman who was doing a business and she was probably seven years senior to me in business. And I looked at her and I just got this flash of that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be in seven years. It's just mm. not the direction. I want to be the artist because I love the creation part. I love the design part. I, I love the innovation part. But this business part is just, and when I thought about dropping the business, even though I disappointed so many people who said really top-notch, beautiful boutique stores from around the world. And they were like, but, but we come to the chat, we come to the Javits Center for you. Like you're one of the the artists that we come like, what? We need your 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 innovations and the beauty you do. And I thought, would it make me happy to give it up? And just pick up my paintbrushes and paint murals again and have a simple life. Yes. And that's when I stopped the business. And I've done many times in my life, been willing to stop something that feels heavy or doesn't feel right in, in light of the thing that feels light. And yeah, so I've stopped, I've started things. And I've stopped things. I was a jewelry designer in, I was in trade magazines every month. I actually made the jewelry. I designed the jewelry. I was like a metalsmither. And when I found raw food and I realized I could help so many people with videos, here's what it is. What's the most efficient use of my energy and my time? I could spend two days making one piece of jewelry that gave energetic benefits to one person, or I could make one video that reached thousands of people and help them. Like to me, it's always like, what's the best use of my energy? How can I reach the most people with the least amount of taxing on my energy? And I got to say these doobies in all the years I've been talking about feng shui and decluttering and reishi mushroom and what, I mean, for years, is it more efficient for me to make an encyclopedia of these characters that there's character reishi and she will tell you she's the queen of the mushrooms and she will tell you where she comes from and what she's good at and how you can use her flip the page and you've got, you know, somebody else, another shroom or a vegetable or how something grows, why it's good for you and what you can do with it. It brings people closer to nature. It gives them this like lift, this joy when they look at it and they're getting the information without the heaviness of a person named Dara going blah, blah, blah. It feels old to me. This actually feels, and you with your Aquarius Midheaven would appreciate this because I have, you're like on the world stage in Aquarius, which is like big picture thinker, like big, big. Like let's, let's do things efficiently to move, move humanity forward. You're not going to do something small and heavy because you're a projector. You want it efficient. You want it to reach the most amount of people. And it's time to like, okay, everybody, that's the way it's been done before, but there's a whole new way. I have that aspect, that Aquarius in my first house. I have Uranus in the first house. So I'm always innovating. I'm always like changing because... I'm okay with change. I'm okay with innovation and transformation. Like I, I crave it. So to me, the doobies are this way to get this information to somebody who might not listen to a Dara, you know, who doesn't need to watch my YouTube or watch Instagram. Like everybody can like these characters. They're just like, they're, they're not for children. They're not for adults or for everyone. And it seems like, you know, I'm getting chills. This is like innovative and fresh and not heavy for sure. So it's bigger than you. It's way bigger than me. I'm bored with me. No offense to me, but I love me. But like right. I talked, I would be like, oh, she's making another YouTube video again. There she goes talking again. And then I stopped doing um the food, the vegan raw food on and the lifestyle and how to declutter and all that stuff on YouTube was on like, don't they all know already? Doesn't everybody yeah. know already? No, they don't all know already. There's a lot of people doing YouTube videos like I used to do them. 
I was the first person to like make mistakes and be like, that's cool. You don't make mistakes. This is how I fix the mistake or showing up just as I was without makeup. Like you look at some of my old videos and you're like, wow, <laughs> she really just <laughs> did show up and giving people permission to just show up. But I moved on from that. I did that for 10 years, you know? So this is bigger than me for sure. So I love talking to you, Ben. <laughs> Come back to Sedona or I'll come, I'll come to Austin. We're going to have a think tank. Yeah. Come to, come to Austin. There's so many cool people. We're going to have like a, there's something coming from this, like how to get to this. Yeah. Because of your questions, I have so many things now that I can write to myself. I'm going to re-listen to this and like write those things that came up. Like, why am I afraid of going big? What is all those things you said? Do you want me to keep asking questions or do you want me just to leave yeah. for you? Just, I mean, you can, you can keep asking questions or <laughs> people can just understand that the, that's what you do. And that's what you're good at is asking the questions to have them ponder and write about, and then talk to their friend about, or involve themselves in your program for real. And then also know their North and South node, because these are tools and then keep doing the work to figure out why. I think once we have that light bulb moment of what is negatively or what's the word used it was so great um perceived yeah perceived it was perceived it's a perceived negative that lurks unseen that once you see it it can transmute almost instantaneously because you can see ah that's what's holding me back i'm not gonna let that hold me back and that's, you have to know what it is and that's yeah so I, and that's the power of yeah like of what you said of providing the questions and that's exactly what fear alchemy you know this whole podcast is called the fear alchemist because i believe everybody is their own fear alchemist right of transmuting but part of it is like uncovering that shadow that iceberg and so i believe that we have i have a feeling that we definitely have i'm curious to let you go on your journey and like I'm curious to hear more about it. Like once you uncover more, but yeah, that's such a big part is the discovery. And so, yeah, just to toot the horn of fear alchemy that I'm so proud of is like, please do. I'm so fascinated (laughs) with it. Like I can't wait to, yeah, go ahead, say that. And then (laughs) talk that talk, but yeah, yeah, talk that talk. (laughs) It's yeah. It's essentially, it provides everybody the prompts to discover your own provides the prompts to discover your own. And I want to help giving life tools in ways that people can prompt themselves and get there. That fascinates me. I'm like really into this. I am so happy that you reached out to me and that we met in person (laughs) and we didn't stop talking, um, volleying back and forth because it's a journey of discovery of what's in the way. And what I want to say to anybody listening is that if I had heard, oh, fear, and I heard it, I'd be like, that's vague, but you're going to make it specific. And I think fear and I think, oh, that's like skydiving. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, you don't have big fears, but there's little fears that are preventing big moves. Little fears are preventing big moves. We got to write that down. That's really good. We have a lot to do. So this is not (laughs) going to be, I'll start a podcast to have you on because you are amazing. Really, truly, your work is going to... um, you're, you are literally here to develop a system mm. to help people have language to uncover the perceived blocks that are getting in the way of their absolute greatness. Oof. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, you're doing it. So ooh, you're say it in a, yeah, thank you for saying it in a way because I'll definitely, I def, I'm going to employ you if, as far as like, <laughs> <laughs> like ask you and yeah. um, because I've been searching for a way of like in collaboration with this thing how do I just decipher it because exactly what you said and I would love to hear more from you of like because when people hear fear it is completely vague 
vague? It's vague. Like when they hear shadow, it's vague. And when I found the South Node, which everybody can read the PDF that I wrote and hear about their shadow and go, oh, that's what the shadow is. I don't have to read 10 books on discovering shadow. Like what's my shadow? Oh, my shadow is pretty dark. It's Scorpio South Node. Your shadow is cancer. And the house of the third house of Gemini, I spell it out. And even with me spelling it out, it just still requires you to like consider, but we, we keep getting tools to advance. And when you said, um, and then I'm going to go in a minute because I could go on and on with you <laughs> forever. Like, just, but when you said, you'll employ me, engage me, consult me, whatever the words are, it doesn't matter. I am at your service for this because it's exciting. I would do this for free. That's how much I love this stuff. Like, <laughs> that's how you know. Yeah. That's how you know you're on the right path for your career when you are doing something that excites you so much that you don't want to drink alcohol, you really don't want to sleep. You don't want to do anything that's taking you away from this, like, oh my God, we're getting somewhere. Mm. Here's the thing, Ben, is that who you are on the world stage, the Midheaven, which is my next course, which I want to do like next month before I do the doobies, because I need to finish <laughs> the trifecta, because this is going to help people who they are on the world stage. On the stage, label career, on the top of the world, you're standing on the stage and everybody's looking up at Ben. They're seeing an innovator. They're seeing an Aquarius. They're seeing a genius. They're seeing someone who, get this, works in collaboration with others to move humanity forward. You have the Leo King energy from your roots. You are at your Imamcelli at your roots. You're a king, big hearted. On the world stage, you bring that up. That's at your roots. It's how you were raised. It's who you are at home is Leo big-hearted, kind, magnanimous, a leader. You bring that up the roots of your tree and the fruit you bear to the world is that it's a legacy of moving everyone forward in a way that will benefit all for freedom, sustainability, wellness, everything that's going to make life better. It's it's saying, okay, that's the way it's done before, but uh, I got a new way. It's innovation and it's in collaboration with others. So having your core of your system and then branches or whatever the slices are where you have different modalities that appeal to different types of people. Like somebody might want to do art journaling with me and study the North Node and South Node and somebody else might want to talk about sports and fear and somebody else, you know what I mean? You're going to have all of that. A lot of people like me helping you. Wow, thank you. That That means the world and it's cool to even hear Cause I've gone, it's yeah. I mean, just the interesting phases of life because naturally I would ask for help. And this is now my third podcast because of just different iterations of me and like, you know, and at, at like collaboration is just so natural to me. But then a point of me, I did wonder, I was like, I feel like I should be able to still do it on my own. Like the you know. story that I had, but it's always, it's funny, like work, like Jenna, for example, like Jenna Zoe, when yeah. we did an Instagram live, mm-hmm. like, boom, like that shit, like just lit up and people got it. Yeah. But it's like, it's, and so for me to truly like hone in on that. And that's cool mm-hmm. because over the past week, I've been simmering of like really hitting collaboration heavy and letting go. And I had a session a month or so ago about, like it's not it's not about me like no it's not and that's what i would say before my videos on youtube when i looked funny or i didn't fix my makeup or i was like oh you know what's happening here dara i'd be like it's not about you it's about the person sitting there who who needs to hear something you have to say that's going to help them what i will say is first of all i'd be happy to do instagram live with you anytime second of all you are you're a collaborator on the world stage at your core, your soul's wish is like, you're kind of delegating. You're delegating. You are definitely boss. So doing it and being the leader, but in collaboration with others, there's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Guess what you're up to? You're up to definitely the boss of your own situation and in collaboration with others, moving us all forward. 
in things of human design and all this stuff we're talking about. Like you're literally evolved and evolving. You're north noting. So congratulations. Yeah. Compliment. You're out <laughs> you. of your squishy brown comfort zone. And we all have fear. There is no shame. And I told you this, there's no shame in the south node game. There's no shame in the fear game. Sometimes it's really hard to state your fears to another person, which is why I love the art journaling, because you can start to reveal deep and darker things that might be embarrassing to say. There's something somebody, it's like podcasts, there's something somebody would say on a podcast and there's some other things you and I might discuss alone and that's okay. There's levels to um, revelation. You don't reveal your everything Mm -hmm. to everybody. You don't just turn yourself inside out. You do so when you're ready and when it's appropriate. Yeah, and I love that. With a trusted situation. And thank you for being vulnerable to um, go into your own thing. Cause I know that will be so helpful for people who do have this project. There's there, there's so many people like I've conversed with many people who've like, and myself, I felt it right. It's just like, what if this doesn't work? Or even the thought of what if this gets too big to manage, you know, like right. all what of those things. Out are of hand? What if, what if I got a TV show and then they're trying to manage how I wear my hair and what I say and making me look like, what if it's, yeah, what if it goes wrong? What if it goes somewhere I don't want it to go? Or there could be a thought that just blocking you that simply isn't true anymore. Um, yeah, I didn't want to have a TV show about feng shui because I didn't want network executives telling me what I could and couldn't say. And that's not true anymore. There's different platforms um, or there's different ways to do things. So I think we stop ourselves due to... OPBS, other people's belief systems or our old belief systems, right? Our own BS. So uncovering it, what you're doing, the work you're doing is literally a path to life direction and joy, which has been my body of work for, it's it's literally what you're doing. So I have great faith that you're going to come up with a system that has a lot of offshoots that are going to help a lot of people. Well, the cool thing is we've got the first one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, Ben, even knowing that I was going to be talking to you, I was lying in the sun this morning and I was like, questioning, questioning, what's my fear? And even just asking what I'm afraid of on a daily basis is helpful. So thank you for bringing that into my awareness because I used to see it as like, there's something blocking me, but I feel like it's like a clear bubble over my head. Kind of like I was telling you, like the Willy Wonka thing, like there's a (laughs) ceiling that I can't see, but I want to break through it, but I don't know what it is. And you're going to help us all discover what's the ceiling so we can like break through. Yay. Like, yeah. yeah. Thank you for that clarity. Cause that's exactly what it is. It's like naming it. Cause once you name it, you can free yourself from it. And then for the people who are interested, just FYI, Fear Alchemy is a course in itself, but it's also an intuitive framework. So once you discover it, you'll actually be given the steps. And I walk th- through, I walk with you through the steps of asking yourself the questions that will help let go of that fear. And then I'm doing it. you literally get to choose your belief. Like one of the questions is, what do you want to believe? So, I mean, you can even just ask yourself that, right? So like even... um the question for you, right, of like regarding the doobies is like, what do you, what do you want to believe will happen? Right. I'm going to ask myself that all day. We're going to report back. <laughs> um, there's just so much to do on this subject that's really so exciting. It's mm-hmm. literally like just removing obstacles, removing obstacles, removing obstacles. It doesn't have to be dreadful. It can be actually be like, wow, revelatory and I think it's um, fun. fun, fun. And that's why I'm kind really of weird, lost. but I love it. No, I, I am loving it. So I I just really am happy I met you. I'm happy to be of service in any way. Um, people can find my stuff on daradubinay.com. You can link whatever below. And we're probably going to have more conversations in the future. Absolutely. And I'd be delighted. So. Well, there, thank you for your yeah. love, words, wisdom, expression, presence. Um, that was super, super fun. Just the beginning. And yeah, I just want to emphasize for people who do want to learn more about North Node, South Node, you just said your website, we'll put it in the show notes so you can go check it out because it's truly that information that will help 
give you more tools and like access to your stuff of like, oh, that makes sense about me. Yeah. And then you can you, go forward from there. You literally know which is the proper voice to listen to. Like it's oh. literally going to say, oh yeah, that fe- that it's going to say this is... When you find out your North Node, you're like, you you recognize that it is a flame that's lived inside of you since you were little. And you're like, oh, thank God, that's the voice to listen to. That's the direction to take. And that does bring me joy. I like efficiency. I like knowing what's what. I don't want to lie on the floor for hours, for days, trying to figure it out. I want to know what it is and move to the next. Up, up, up. And then Derek, do you have time for one more question? Quick. I have to go in a couple minutes. Yeah. Okay. Because you said... You looked at my chart and you said, why I I don't feel fear in a certain way. So I'd love to have that as the last thing. So it's a little complicated, but it's (laughs) not that complicated. Chiron in our charts is where we have some insecurity or some fear, or we feel a little less than. Yours is conjunct, your south node. And when something is in the house of the south node and this is something to go into at a different time your any planets that are near your south node get diminished they get weakened so your insecurities and your fears have been it's like they get diminished by the south node they're less than cool your chiron is not singing loud and proud like your insecurities and your fears are not a major part they're like they've been diminished by the south node it's like a black hole um so you have less than most people and it also is a part of your wherever chiron is shows us where we are able to be a healer and yours is in the third house of it's it's um it shows where we might have a little wound or a little fear, maybe like teaching or communicating, but it's also where our wound is, is also where our body of work is. It's like the wounded healer. If you're wounded in a certain area, for me, it's in relationships. I'm also able to help people in a relationship in a one-to-one way. I'm also able to help in relationships because it's where I've done my work. It's where my wound is. So yours is in uh, the area of teaching, but it's also very diminished by the South, by the South note. It's something to let go of. Fear is something for you to let go of in this lifetime. It literally is like spelled out. My assistant saw it, Michael, he's amazing. And I saw it and we both had a different take on it that both lead to what you're doing, which is let's diminish fear. Let's heal. And I'm all about reveal to heal. So we go together. (laughs) Reveal the fear to heal. Mm -hmm. We got stuff to do, my friend. (laughs) Just the beginning, but everyone... Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Adios. Oh my gosh, so much. Let's all hold hands and move through this together. It's time.